Lots of guys out and some names to keep an eye on for the Buccaneers week four game in New Orleans. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Friday live episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow on Twitter. I am James Yarko at jyarko underscore bucks. Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, credentialed member of the media covering the Buccaneers, here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and every livers. And as always, I would like to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. On this episode, who are the three biggest players that have to step up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they are going to come out of New Orleans, a three and one football team. But first, we have to talk about the injury report because, you know, full transparency, I'm a little concerned, little concerned about what's going on with the Buccaneers injury report. So let's just get it started. Out. Out for this weekend's game against the New Orleans Saints. Kalijah Kansi, Sarasia Dennis, we kind of knew that was coming. Expect to see those guys after the bye week. Derek Pitts, the corner, who came in in relief against the Philadelphia Eagles, out. Jamel Dean is out. Now, questionable for the game, Devin White, Vita Vea, Carlton Davis. If Carlton Davis can't go, this is where the concern comes in. That leaves Zion McCollum and D. Delaney as your starting corners against Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, if he lines up on the outside. And it leaves rookie Josh Hayes as your lone depth piece. Christian Izian, we know he's been lining up at the nickel corner spot. He's been fantastic all year long, but there is absolutely no room for error for this Bucs secondary. And Dee Delaney already left Monday night's game against the Eagles with an injury. So that's why it really wasn't a surprise when the Buccaneers brought in William Jackson III for a workout earlier in the week, but no deal was done, and it's certainly too late now to bring him in and get him ready for this game. So you have Keenan Isaac on the practice squad who's likely getting called up to be a game day uh, you know, roster piece, but he's the only one on the practice squads that, that they can call up. So all in all, this is a really, really tough situation for the Buccaneers 
if Carlton Davis is a genuine game time decision and cannot play. Beyond that, I do think that both Devin White and Vita Vea are going to play, but I'm concerned about Carlton Davis. And I, I'm concerned beyond his ability to play. Even if he does play, now there's the concern of re-injury or he leaves the game and, and you're right back where you started. So then you would lose him beyond the Saints game, probably beyond the bye week, and you wouldn't have him against the Detroit Lions on creamsicle day when the Bucs come out of the bye. So lots and lots of eyeballs, lots of concern surrounding the injury of Carlton Davis and his status for the weekend. Now, for the Saints, they are going to be without some players as well. They will be without cornerback Paulson Adebo, safety Jordan Howden, and guard Cesar Ruiz. What was surprising is that listed as questionable were tight end Foster Moreau, all right, fine, whatever, and quarterback Derek Carr. Okay, this is a guy who left the game against the Packers with a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder. He didn't participate in practice on Wednesday. He didn't participate on Thursday. Then all of a sudden he was limited on Friday. I still believe that Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback and that this is some form of like gamesmanship from the book of Sean Payton where now all of a sudden the Buccaneers who have probably been preparing to face Jameis Winston all week are now going, well, uh-oh, what happens if we have to go up against Derek Carr? For the Saints, I believe it is a huge, huge mistake if they play Derek Carr this weekend. And the reason is that sprained AC joint can then become a lingering injury. If Devin White takes him down, if Vita Vea takes him down, if he lands hard on that shoulder, you're going from what would have been a one, maybe a two-week injury, to now you're looking at possible long-term ramifications. And for a team like the Saints, who are in the thick of the division hunt, just like the Buccaneers are, are you willing to risk that? Are you willing to risk the long-term ramifications of re-injury or more severe injury just because of this one game and take a look at who the saints are playing after this week. Yes. The division game is the most important. You want to get that leg up on the Buccaneers within the divisional race, but you get the Patriots, you get the Texans, you get the Jags. Like you're going to need Derek Carr down the line. Are you willing to put his season at risk for this singular game against the Buccaneers. And on top of that, if any of you saw on social media, the discussions that Jameis Winston was having with the media, he sounded like a player who was preparing to start. So I think at, at most, you're looking at Derek Carr being a guy that dresses as an emergency third string quarterback, like break glass in case of emergency type, type play, because we're not even a quarter of the way through the season. Even after this game, we're, we're technically not a quarter of the way through the season. So for the New Orleans Saints long-term, it makes sense to start Jameis in this game. You hope that he comes out and he has a great day and he ends up beating the Buccaneers, but you're better off long-term with Derek Carr as your quarterback than you are with Jameis Winston. All of you in the live chat know that all too well. So I'm not putting 
too much emphasis on the fact that Derek Carr is questionable. It is something to monitor. It is a little interesting uh, to say the least, but I think the far more important uh, injury status is that of Carlton Davis due to the issues within the secondary and all of the injuries that have piled up there. Real quick, before we hit the break, I do want to uh, jump over to the live chat. We got Keys saying, should have kept SMB. Maybe. I mean, I, I like Sean Murphy bunting. I really do. But, you know, is, is that really going to help given the status of what's going on? Because if you have Sean Murphy bunting, you probably don't have Christian Izian at this point. Your depth is still the same. Maybe the players are shuffled around a little bit, but the amount of players at the position are probably the same. So it really isn't going to make that big of a difference had they kept Sean Murphy bunting compared to where they are right now just due to injuries. Um, Daytona dad says, I think Davis just needs to sit this game out as much as it would suck. It's best to get healthy. While I agree with you, um, I also don't want Zion McCollum and D Delaney having to line up snap after snap against Chris Olave, uh, Michael Thomas and Rashid Shahid based on their alignments. Uh, that's just asking for bad news. They, they need Davis on the field, but I'm with you 100%. Just like the Derek Carr situation, it's more important for the long-term success of the Buccaneers that Davis be healthy, but this game is important. There's a whole can of worms there. But three players for the Buccaneers that have to step up this week if they are going to get a win in New Orleans. That is next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. I have been a Dash Pass member for a very long time with four boys in the house, hockey schedules, football schedules, work schedules, everybody going in different directions at the same time. It We use DoorDash a lot. So it's nice to get those $0 delivery fees. And with easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to 20 up to a $20 value when you use code locked on NFL at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20 with no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code locked on NFL. Don't forget that's code locked on NFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Like, I don't know, say you want to take your kid to go see the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the snot out of the Columbus Blue Jackets. It shouldn't be a chore, right? It should be a lot of fun. It should be exciting. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. 
easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every dayers, every livers, make sure you are joining me right here live on YouTube following the game on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints so that we can talk about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three and one and all the Saints fans are sad. But in order for that to happen, who are the three Buccaneers that have to step up if the Bucs are going to win this game? These are in no particular order, so I'm not ranking them one, two, and three, but these are the people that I have picked out that have to have a major impact, have to have a big day for the Bucs to get the dub. First, Shaquille Barrett. Getting pressure off of the edge, regardless of who the quarterback is, even though I still think it's Jameis Winston, is going to be vital. The Saints offensive line is shaky at best. For those of you that watched or listened to the crossover episode that I had with Ross Jackson, you know that's where his biggest concern lies with this New Orleans Saints team. It's the offensive line and the protection of the quarterback. So the Buccaneers need their best pass rusher to take over the game. Barrett was getting some pressures on Monday night, but... In the end, he really didn't do anything that affected the game. His stat line was abysmal. That absolutely cannot happen this week. It doesn't matter if it's Jameis. doesn't matter if it's Carr. Both are prone to big mistakes as the pressure on them builds throughout a game, right? And, and as David has talked about on this show quite often, pressure is, is uh, I can't remember the exact phrasing that he uses, but it's essentially exponential right? The pressure just continues to grow and mount and build throughout the game to the point that even if the pressure's not there, you're feeling it. That's what the Buccaneers have to do to Jameis Winston. And Shaq Barrett is a big, big part of that. If you knock these quarterbacks around, Winston or Carr, you knock them around, you knock them down, you get a sack or two, you're going to start to dictate the game by forcing them into sacks, by thinking they're evading pressure and running right into the arms of another defender, or you're going to force them into mistakes. Mistakes that this defense has done a fabulous job of taking advantage of this season. And we all know as the pressure mounts, as the scoreboard tilts in a non-favorable way for Jameis Winston, he starts to press the issue, starts to force things a little bit, and that's where the biggest mistakes of Winston are always came with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Last year in New Orleans, that exact thing happened. The Buccaneers won the turnover battle 5-1, to one, thanks to three interceptions and a fumble by Jameis Winston. So it's on Shaq 
He's got to get there quickly. He's got to get there early in the game, and he's got to establish the, the momentum of the defense, set the tone with the pressure. My number two guy that has to step up this week is Mike Evans. I saw people talking about him in the chat. Uh, if I can find it really fast. Um, we have G Vegas saying Evans cannot drop any catchable passes thrown his way. G Vegas, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But I, I did see somebody in here. I'm sorry, I can't find it. Uh, that said Mike Evans is, uh, is going to beast. There it is, Zachary. Mike Evans is going to beast out on Sunday after the game he had on Monday. Look, I've already voiced my displeasure on this show about the usage of Chris Godwin this season, and I'm not sure that that usage is going to change this week, even though it should. If Evans is going to be a 10-target guy again this week, then one catch isn't going to get the job done. Two catches isn't going to get the job done. Evan Klosky on Wednesday's show predicted 100-plus yards and a score from Mike Evans. If he's going to get 30, 35, 40% of Baker Mayfield's targets, he has to have the type of stat line that Evan predicted on this show. Against the Saints, he has 55 catches on 95 targets for his career with 850 yards and only five touchdowns. That's over the course of 17 games. That is barely two-thirds of the production that he has against the Carolina Panthers in terms of yardage, and it's half of the touchdowns. It's less than two-thirds of his production in terms of yards against the Falcons and half of the touchdowns. Evans has to win his reps and bring down tough catches against Marshawn Lattimore, not have self-inflicted bad drops like he had against the Eagles, not have easy drops like we saw him have against, I believe it was the Minnesota Vikings in week one when he dropped what should have been a touchdown pass. Mike Evans, if he's going to be the guy that gets that level of targets, and he should be, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. He should be getting that level of targets, but if he's going to be that guy, he has to bring in those tough catches on third down. He has to bring in those catches that result in points, and he has to do it against basically his kryptonite. I'm, you all know my feelings on the New Orleans Saints, on Marshawn Lattimore, but Marshawn Lattimore, for whatever reason, has Mike Evans' number. And I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's just the matchup, kind of like how Joe Burrow can't seem to figure out the Cleveland Browns. Everybody has that one guy that they can't, or one team that they can't figure out. And for Mike Evans, it's Marshawn Lattimore. This is the game where that has to end. And he has to step up and take care of business because Chris Godwin isn't getting enough of the target share to be that guy. Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins, they're not getting a big enough part of the, of the target share to be that guy. It falls on the shoulders of Mike Evans. That brings me to my number three, and it's the entire Buccaneers O-line. And I don't care if this is cheating or whatever. I created the game. I make the rules. Um, I apologize for nothing. The offensive line, more specifically, the interior of the offensive line has to be better. Without question, the Saints have some really tough dudes along their defensive line, and the Saints have eight sacks on the season. That's just one fewer than the Buccaneers have. Baker Mayfield has been sacked just three times. 
It should be a lot more if he wasn't so good at escaping and buying himself more time and being able to evade trouble. But two of those three sacks were against the Philadelphia Eagles. But it goes beyond protecting Baker Mayfield. A lot of the deficiencies in this run game are due in part to the lack of lanes created by the interior of the line. Yes, Rashad White absolutely has missed opportunities due to dancing around in the backfield and not hitting the hole with burst and speed and decisiveness. But there's also not a lot of push along the front to clear space for him. The Saints are a good run defense, and if this line doesn't get it together, we're going to have a repeat of Monday's rushing performance. Dave Canales already told the media this week that they're going to be stubborn about the run game, which is fine, but at some point, it has to start working. They, they looked bad in week one. They looked good in week two, and then they looked pathetically abysmal in week three. You have to run the ball effectively and protect your quarterback, and all of that is on the shoulders of this offensive line. Prediction time is coming up. Start dropping your bold predictions, your player predictions, and your score predictions in the chat because that is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley has a the classic rebound and revenge opportunity in London in week four in the week four Sunday matchup against his former team, the Atlanta Falcons. Ridley has been very quiet with Jacksonville's passing game slumping over the past two weeks, but he's going to return more to his stellar week one debut form for his new team. The Jaguars will do a better job of scheming him open across the pond and making his massive target volume from Trevor Lawrence count big time again. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wrapping things up here on a live Friday edition of the Locked On to Bucks podcast. And the Buccaneers play the Saints Sunday at 1 o'clock in the house that Tom Brady ended Drew Brees. Catch every snap of the Buccaneers hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the Sirius XM app. Just search Buccaneers. And while you're there, you might just hear a familiar voice during the game. Hint, hint. All right. It is prediction time. And, uh, I'm going to start things off with my predictive player of the game. And it's going to be Joe Tryon Shoyinka. And I think a lot of you in the live chat right now 
would agree that I have been as hard on Joe Tryon Shoyinka as just about anybody. But we've seen the flashes and we've seen improvement this year compared to last. We saw improvement last year compared to the year before. So we are seeing him trend in the right direction. But I stressed how important Shaquille Barrett was to the Buccaneers' success in this game. Guess what? If they can bring that kind of pressure from the other side with Joe Tryon Shoyinka, in addition to what Shaq Barrett is doing, Greg Gaines is doing, Vita Vea is doing, Devin and Levante and Antoine and Christian coming in on their blitzes, with that kind of pressure coming from all angles, Jameis Winston is in trouble. So Joe Tryon Shoyinka in this game, two sacks and a forced fumble calling it right now and no that's not my bold prediction but that's the level of impact that i'm expecting out of joe tryon shoyinka in this game speak it into existence my bold prediction for this game that is that the buccaneers rushing defense is going to bounce back and they will allow a total of 50 rushing yards or less to the new orleans saints as a team Alvin Kamara's coming back. You got Diet Tebow. You got Kendry Miller. You got Tony Joan James Jonathan Brooks Jr., whatever his name is. Doesn't matter. This run defense is going to be out to prove that the Eagles game was an outlier and that is not who they are as a defense. The Saints rushing game gets shut down and they become a one-dimensional football team. And again, all of you in the chat know when Jameis Winston is the quarterback of a one-dimensional football team, that ball gets put in jeopardy and the defense more often than not becomes opportunistic and takes the ball away. For those of, oh, and my bonus bold prediction, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore both play the entire game. That shouldn't be a bold prediction, but in this rivalry, it is. For those of you that did not hear the Crossover Thursday episode, I do recommend you go back and you listen to that. Poor David was catching strays on Twitter from Saints fans because I called Taysom Hill Diet Tebow. I still think it's hilarious. They do not find it as funny as I do. But that also means that you did not hear my score prediction. I will reiterate it right here for you. Uh, I do think the Buccaneers even with the injuries, are still overall the better football team than the New Orleans Saints. I am taking the Bucs to get a big road victory, 20-17. to 17. I want to jump into the live chat now, see some of your guys' bold predictions. I'm going to have to scroll back up because you guys are blowing the chat up, and I love it. Uh, we got G Vegas saying Mike Evans' catch percentage per target is 50%. He needs to be closer to 70 to 80 I agree 100%. Uh, Christopher Cole in the chat saying CD3 is going to start. I hope you're right. Fire the cannons, says the Bucks win 19 to 16. Richard Evans versus Lattimore in cutter system was successful, not as much in Arian system. There's a couple of outlier games. Uh, I know the, the game where Fitz Magic went down there and, and, they scored a combined like 88 points. He had a big day there. But for the most part, Marshawn Lattimore has done a really good job of keeping Evans in check. Uh, we got Buck Nation in the chat. 
Devin White and Shaq Barrett both get at least one sack, and we cause at least one interception. I love that. G Vegas, bold prediction. Bucks offense scores three touchdowns for the first time this year. Player of the game is Baker going to throw 80%. Um, and uh, he's going to throw two touchdown passes and run one in. He takes the Bucks 24 to 16. We got ACP, ACP. Bucks three and one heading into the bye. I love that. Joel, 24 to 20 bucks. Joe Tryon Shoyinka, two sacks. Ah, ah, Joel, Joel, we're uh we're in sync there. Uh Winfield gets an interception and Lattimore gets abused. Nothing would make me happier than to not only see a New Orleans Saints player get abused in this game but a New Orleans Saints player that used to be an Ohio State Buckeye getting abused is just cherry on top, chef's kiss, uh, everything that you want to see. Zach predicting the blowout. He says the Bucs win 38-17. to I love that. Richard says Levante gets a defensive touchdown. Daytona Dad, I have a feeling it will be on the defense to win this game for the Bucs. A pick six or some sort of scoring play from the defense is going to be the deciding factor. Uh, I love to see that. Uh, Daytona Dad also says Bucks win 21 to 20. Going to be a nail biter. Mirav says Izian with another pick. And finally, Chris in the chat, uh, Godwin will have seven catches for 90 yards. For the sake of my fantasy team, I hope you're right because it it has pained me that I have to actually consider benching Chris Godwin because he's just not getting the targets. He's not getting the targets. He's not getting the receptions. He's not, he's not doing Chris Godwin things. Uh, I do have to throw in one more mic in the chat. Winston will throw us at least one touchdown. And I believe this is a reply to Mike where Nirav in the chat says, I bet it's on slant boy. And that just makes me happy. With that, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. I want to thank all the every livers in the chat that always makes these a lot of fun. And of course, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and turn on those notifications so you will know when I'm going live on Sunday to react to this game Probably going to be around 6 o'clock. No hockey conflicts this week. Uh, So probably going to go live around 6 o'clock to react to this game. I want to see all of you that are in the live chat now, plus many, many more in there reacting to the Buccaneers going 3-1. and Check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks. Follow David at DHarrison82. For those of you in the Tampa area, make sure you tune in to 10 Tampa Bay Sunday morning to check me out with my guy, Evan Klosky on the blitz. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining me right here on locked on bucks, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. 